Good morning, and welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. I am Darren Shane, your announcer for the fourth Sunday in Lent. Reverend Jake Sletton will deliver today's message. Assisting in the worship service today is Mrs. Manda Minning playing the piano. Today's order of service is at www.trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast for today is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church, Stones Prairie, and dedicated to the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. Welcome to the sanctuary of Trinity Lutheran Church and School here in Freistadt, Missouri. And um, from wherever it is that you might be listening, we are thankful that you are here with us and gathered here as we not only worship God, but as always, uh, each Sunday that we receive from Him His very special gifts of His Word and Sacrament. And so let us begin with prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You for this day. Truly, Lord, this is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, even though we are not able to gather here as we would like to, as we normally would, Lord, we know that wherever two or three are gathered in your name, as we have here, as we have listening, no matter where they happen to be, Lord, your church is here, and because your church is here, you are here among us, and for that we thank you. And now, Lord, we ask that as we worship you here, as we worship you from our homes or wherever it is that we might be, we pray that you would give us a zeal for your house of worship. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Repent of them, and I pray you of your boundless mercy, and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor, sinful being. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our opening hymn is 551 in the Lutheran service book. When to our world the Savior came. are ever toward the Lord. For he will pluck my feet out of the net. One thing have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For he will hide me in his shelter in the day of trouble. 
He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. And I will offer in his tent sacrifices with shouts of joy. I will sing and make a melody to the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. My eyes are ever toward the Lord. For he will pluck my feet out of the net. Lord, have mercy. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, your mercies are new every morning. And though we deserve only punishment, you receive us as your children and provide for all of our needs of body and soul. Grant that we may heartily acknowledge your merciful goodness. Give thanks for all of your benefits and serve you in willing obedience. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And if you happen to be standing wherever you are, please be seated. The Old Testament reading for us this morning is taken from Psalm 142. With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before Him. I tell my trouble before Him. When my spirit faints within me, You know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see, there is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. O Lord, I cry to you, I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you deal bountifully with me. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. O come, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Our epistle reading for this morning is taken from Ephesians chapter 5. The Apostle Paul writes this, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the ninth chapter. As Jesus passed by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. 
Having said these things, he spat on the ground and made mud with saliva. Then he anointed the man's eyes with the mud and said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar were saying, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some said, It is he. Others said, No, but he is like him. He kept saying, I am the man. So they said to them, So they said to him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to Salome and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight. They said to him, Where is he? He said, I don't know. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had formerly been blind. Now, it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. So the Pharisees asked him again how he had received his sight, and he said to them, He put mud on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others said, How can a man who was a sinner do such things? And there was a division among them. So they said again to the blind man, What do you say about him, since he has opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. The Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called the parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind. But how he sees now, we do not know, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that if anyone should confess Jesus to be Christ, he was to be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. So for the second time they called the man who had been blind and said to him, Give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, Whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? And they reviled him, saying, You are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, Why, this is an amazing thing. You do not know where he comes from, and yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, God listens to him. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, You were born in utter sin, and would you teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out and found him. He said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and it is he who was speaking to you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. Jesus said, For judgment I came into this world, that those who do not see may see, and those who see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard these things and said to him, Are we also blind? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no guilt. But now that you say we see, your guilt remains. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Our next hymn is 422 in the Lutheran service Cheers, cheers, cheers. 
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear Lord, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. And so from wherever it is that you may be listening, grace and peace to you from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to begin with a blog post that our Missouri District President, President Lee Hagan, wrote this past week during this really uncertain time in this season where we don't know a lot. We don't know when we're going to be able to go back to school, if ever. We don't know when we're going to be able to come back to church. We don't know when we're going to be able to come back to work. We just simply don't know. And I'm sure that many of you, if not all of you, I know, I know that I certainly have, have said these words a time or two during this uncertain time that I've never seen anything like this before. And so it is in this light and in this vein that President Hagen wrote this blog post, and you can find this on the Missouri District's website, and you will find it there for your reading as well. But I want to read the blog in its entirety because I think it speaks so well to the uncertainty that we have. He begins with verses 1 through 2 from Psalm 90. It says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And then he also shares it in his post from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Paul wrote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope is for you, our hope for you is unshaken. For we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. And again, that comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. President Hagen wrote, We have never seen anything like this before, but God has. The couple stood over the rubble of what had been their home until the tornado touched down and spread all of the family possessions over untold miles of farm ground. The husband says to his wife, I've never seen anything like it before. But God has. The man gazes down from what remained of the church bell tower and looks out over the mass of destruction, bombed out buildings, military vehicles overturned, and the bodies of soldiers littered everywhere. He closes his eyes and then opens them again and says, I've never seen anything like this before. But God has. A worldwide pandemic where people live in fear. We have never seen anything like it. But God has. From everlasting to everlasting, Yahweh is God. He who created all things by His Word, who stilled the storm by His Word, who raised the dead by His Word, still gives to us that same Word to calm our fears and to strengthen our faith. For every parent who is afraid for both the welfare of children and parents, you have a God who still rules over all things. For every pastor who is overwhelmed by the burden of bearing the burdens of his members, you have a God who bore all of your burdens by dying on the cross. For every leader who is worried about the future and what all of this means for the church's finances, you have a God who has, who has preserved His church through plagues, pestilence, wars, and depressions. We may have never seen anything like it, but God has. So the church is bold to proclaim the eternal kingdom and reign of God to a world looking for someone in whom they can trust. Our 
pastors proclaim a message of comfort based upon God's word that sustains and strengthens them in their weakness and need. Parents teach their children each morning and evening prayers as we are reminded that we commend everything, body and soul, into God's faithful hands. Our comfort does not come in what we have seen, but in the unseen one who brought all things into being and who continues to rule over all things. The peace and strength that we need for such a time as this is found in the certainty that God has seen his his people through countless worldwide crises before, and he will guide us through this one as well. We have never seen anything like this before, but God has, and he is still in control. And that was the, the blog post that President Hagan wrote this past week, and again, you can see that and read it on the Missouri District's website. As I was thinking about what to prepare and what to preach on this morning, really, I suppose that everything that is going on is really the only thing that can be preached on. So that the people of God know that, again, that their God reigns, that God has seen all of this before, that he has seen his people through pestilence and crises and depressions and wars and famines before. I came up with a short list of different times of trial that God's people experienced in the Bible. The first one that I came up with was the Israelites in the wilderness. They had just been released from Egypt, and their next place to go was in a wilderness where there is not really much of anything, including food. And so the people were hungry, and God fed them. The people were thirsty. And as we learned about in the Old Testament lesson from last week, the people were thirsty, and God gave them water to drink from a rock. A few weeks ago, we read about Psalm 121, and we talked about why the psalmist says, I lift my eyes up to the hills. And I hope that you remember why he does lift his eyes up to the hills, because as he was walking on this very long journey, he sees before him these mountains, these hills, and then on the other side of those mountains and those hills, he knows that that's where His sanctuary is. He knows that that's where God is. And that's where he wants to get to. Because because wherever God is, the kingdom of God is there. And wherever the kingdom of God is there, his blessings are there. His blessings of mercy and grace and forgiveness and comfort and peace. To us, his people who so often continue to worry and have anxiety over things that we have absolutely no control over, and to have doubt, perhaps even to wonder if if everything will ever be the same again. The psalmist lifts his eyes up to the hills because that's where his Lord lives, because that's where the kingdom of God is. I thought about, too, when Paul wrote his letter to the Philippians, he, wrote, he writes this letter from prison, and as we have talked about before, you never want to be in prison anyway, but the prisons at this time were not very fun places to be. And yet I want to read to you from Paul's letter. It comes from chapter 1, and listen to how he begins his letter. Again, as he is writing it from prison. He begins, grace and peace to you. From God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine beginning a letter to anybody in that kind of state, not knowing if you're going to live or die? And he begins with grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He continues, I thank my God every time I remember you. and all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. 
It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer. That your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you're away in barns or hoard toilet paper. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you, that not even King Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all of these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. Finally, Jesus says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I think, too, of when Jesus found himself in the wilderness, being tempted by the great tempter himself, the one who was the prince of lies, the devil. And we are told in the Gospels that Jesus is tempted as he is hungry, as he is thirsty, as he is tired, as his physicalness is perhaps at its lowest point, at least up until, he be, at least up until they crucify him. And each time that Satan tempts him, and he tempts him with some pretty tempting things, things like ruling over the entire world, things like telling stones to become bread because he's hungry. And I'm sure that all of you will remember that each time that Jesus responds to Satan, he responds only with Scripture. Only with God's Word. Only with Scripture. I thought, too, of when Jesus found himself in the Garden of Gethsemane. And in his most vulnerable, difficult time of his life, his earthly life that he had experienced up until that point, what does Jesus do? He prays. And he goes to his Father who is in heaven. And he goes to his Father with all of his anxiety. Yes, Jesus had anxiety too. And he goes to his Father with all of his worries. And he goes to his Father with all of his concerns. He even prays to the Father, let your will be done, but not mine. But if it is your will, take this cup from me. Yes, Jesus even prayed that. But what do all of these different events and these accounts have in common? Perhaps you've guessed it. In each and every case, the people involved looked to their God. In each and every case. Whether it was the Israelites, whether it was the psalmist in Psalm 121, whether it was Paul in prison, whether it was Jesus being tempted by Satan, whether it was Jesus in the garden, they all looked to their God. They all looked to their God who is in heaven. They are being pointed to God. And so I don't I don't have any words of wisdom to you on how much food that you, that you should stock up on during this time. I don't, 
I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the answer of when we're going to be able to worship as we normally do. I don't know when we're going to be able to go back to school. I just simply don't know these things. No, I've never been through anything like this before. But God has. So this is my encouragement to you. This is my encouragement to all of us. That God is using this season to do one thing and one thing only to point us to Him. To point us to His Word where protection from the doubts of Satan are found. To point us to prayer in which we are called to talk to the One who has seen all of this before. To the One who after you tell Him your anxieties and your concerns and your worries, to the One who tells you after you say these things to Him, He says, be like Mary. Choose what is better for you. Sit here at my feet and listen to me as I tell you about how you are the most important thing that I have ever created. And I have already taken care of your salvation. And trust me, I'm taking care of all of this other stuff too. Come and listen, just like the woman at the well told those people whom she met, come and listen to the one who knows everything about you and doesn't hesitate for a moment to give you the blessings of the kingdom of heaven every day as one who is baptized into the name that is above every name. The name that is above every pandemic. The name that is above every doubt or anxiety or worry. The name of Jesus whose name means the Lord saves. And so he has. And so he will. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith. We do so using the Nicene Creed. If you have a hymnal, wherever you happen to be, The Nicene Creed is found printed on the back cover of that hymnal. I believe in one God, the Father Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten and not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And And he he will will come come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world world to come. Amen. Just a few announcements with regards to offering and tithing during this season. As I have mentioned in the letters and uh, some of the Facebook posts and I think even videos that I've been posting, there are three ways that you can continue to give your offering and tithe. Uh, The first way uh, is to give online, if you go to our website, which is trinity1874.com, again, that's trinity1874.com, lowercase, all one word, and there is a button at the, once you come to that page, there is a button at the top right corner that says donate, Uh, and if you click on that, the process is very simple, uh, and you can choose to, to give in that way. The second way is to Drop it off at church in the basket that is in the North Breezeway. Uh, we are keeping, as ju- just as a, another 
Uh, reminder, um, we are keeping the office locked um, just for the safety of our church staff. Uh, but there is a basket that is right outside on the table in the north breezeway. There are some folks uh, I know that have already given their offering in that way, and for that we are very thankful. Uh, so the north breezeway, there will be an offering basket there during our regular church hours of Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then finally, if you choose to, you may also mail your offering in. Please mail it to the church office. We continue with the offertory. pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for today. Thank you, Lord, that you have called us to, to be here, to listen, so that we may not only worship you, but also to receive from you your gift of word and sacrament. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Lord, this week we pray that as we continue to go through this season, and as we have said, Lord, it is certainly uncertain. Certainly, Lord, it causes anxiety. Certainly, Lord, it causes worry. We we pray that you would forgive us for those times in which we have worried or doubted. Instead, Lord, fill us with your Holy Spirit. Instead, fill us with the reminders that your Holy Spirit gives to us through your word that you always keep your promises. And Lord, when things were looking their most uncertain, when it looked like Satan had won, when it looked like sin had won, Lord, you sent your Son to be crucified on Calvary's cross. And on the cross of Calvary, there we see that our Savior died, that his blood was poured out, his blood was poured out for the forgiveness of our sins. And Lord, that his blood was also poured out so that we might have everlasting life. And so, Lord, we pray that as we certainly have worries about supplies or when we're going to be able to resume things as normal, Remind us, Lord, of those words that you gave to us in Matthew chapter 6 that said that we have no reason to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. And instead, help us to seek first your kingdom and your righteousness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery, those who find themselves confined to their homes for whatever reason. We lift up all those and are helpless for Melba and for Landreth, for Janice and for Carol and Ethel and Joan and Steve and Becky and Bob Curdy and Bob Dotson, and Bob Yelenick and for Gary Deegan, for Gary Magruder, for Emma Conklin, for Brenda, for Wayne Towers, for Rose Marie, for John Alexander, for John Eden, for Debbie, for Mary, for Lisa, for Catherine, for Joe, and for Judy, Louise, Ruth, and Dana, Dennis, 
Knaust, Little Sutton Grace, Margaret Holly, Norma Kaiser, and Roy Oberman. Especially, Lord, those two that we name before you in our hearts now. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions, that, and if it be your will, heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, for the many blessings that you have given to your servants, for Grace Doss, who is celebrating 89 years of life, and for Bonnie Worm, who is celebrating 82 years of life, especially for bestowing on them length of days in this present life. Grant that they may always know your loving kindness, abide in the confession of your name, and put their trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May this celebration of their birth be a celebration of life, both now and the life yet to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you instituted holy matrimony, blessed and honored it with the presence of your Son at the marriage feast at Cana in Galilee, and even now continue to protect and preserve it. We thank you for the fatherly love and grace which you have bestowed upon Glennon and Carolyn Clybaker, who are celebrating 41 years of marriage. Continue to be with them, Lord, until the end of their days, even as you have guided them in the past. Be their health, strength, refuge in life as they serve as an example to all who honor your blessing of marriage. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. prayer. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the armed forces, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We pray, too, for all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. We also pray that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them against all harm, that they may be strengthened and encouraged so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy, hear our our prayer. prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you in this time of need as our nation and the world deals with this strange new illness which is infecting so many people. Be with all of those who have been diagnosed with this virus. Be with their families as they tend to their loved ones. Protect all who have not been infected and keep them safe. Guide the hands of the doctors, the nurses, and all those attending the sick. Keep them safe and healthy. Calm our fears and uplift our faith as we keep our eyes on you, Heavenly Father. Use us during this time in history to support one another and be cities on a hill. Keep us all mindful that in the midst of chaos, you are still in control of our lives. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Help them make decisions during these days that are for the good of your people. Keep us mindful of your command that we support and speak well of them. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. And finally, Lord, we offer up a special prayer for this congregation that is yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help, us each, help each of us to find time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally nurture the love we have for you and for one another. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through our Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. We continue by praying the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now I receive the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. We continue by singing our closing hymn, When to Our World the Savior Came, number 551, we'll sing verses 4 through 5. thank all of you for joining us this morning, whether you were listening on the radio or via the podcast that we have. I want to give a special thanks to those who assisted us in worship today, for Darren in the back, who uh, is running our uh, podcast and radio. So thank you, Darren, for Ken, who was back there helping him. Ken rang the bell this morning. He did a good job, I thought. Good job, Ken. You may be hired. We'll have to see. (laughs) Um, And also for our cantors, uh, for Catherine and for Carol, thank you for playing part of the congregation today and for sharing sharing, uh, with us your talents for voice and music. And also for Amanda Menning, who was our pianist today, thank you also for sharing your talents as well. Uh, Well, we have 10 minutes before the radio goes away, so we have lots of announcements, so uh, hang in there. Some of you uh, will know what these announcements are already. Number one, uh, please tune into the radio broadcast and the live stream as you've done this morning, each Sunday morning at 10 a.m. We will be broadcasting a live divine service from our sanctuary with a very small group of people. That that includes uh, myself, a pianist or organist, cantors, and somebody to do the broadcasting. Um, I talked about offering, uh, so there's no need to go... Uh, there's no need to repeat that announcement. Um, and then, again, in an effort to protect the safety of our church staff, the church office will remain open by phone and email only. We will be locking the door until we are given the all clear to resume as normal. Please watch the church and school website. Again, that, that site is trinity1874.com for daily video updates from Pastor Jake and Mrs. Menning. The voters' meeting that was scheduled for March 29th has been postponed for now. Uh, We are just sort of waiting for more information to make itself apparent before making uh, a decision on when we're going to have that. If you are in need of a to-go meal, please contact Jennifer in the church office. The school cafeteria is providing the meals for those in need. And then also, please let the church office know if you haven't been receiving any updates this past week. I know that uh, not everybody... Um, is, uh, has Facebook and is uh, also members of the Church and Schools Facebook page. We have been sending out emails as well. If for some reason you have not been receiving those, or if you would like to receive those, uh, please call us or send us your email so that we can put it on the list that we have, because um, during this, this time, Mrs. Menning and I will be um, trying to communicate about things as often as we can. And so the best way for us to be able to do that is through email, um, but also through the church and school's Facebook pages. Um, an anonymous donor um, has come forward uh, with a very special pledge. We know that there are some of our 
members and our um, school families that are looking for ways to help during this season. Uh, One way is certainly this. An anonymous donor has pledged that for every dollar donated to specifically help to support the church and school's staff and faculty's wages during this time, the donor will match that dollar amount up to a total of $2,000. If you would like to do that, um, you may do that either online in the way that we talked about by going to the church's website uh, and clicking on the donate button. There is, is a way to denote that you are giving for this specific purpose. If you are giving a, a check uh, or are giving in a different way, please denote uh, in some way that you are giving for this specific purpose. And we give thanks to this donor who has, who has stepped forward uh, to help us during this time. And finally, the last announcement that I have is really not an announcement but an encouragement. Um, perhaps some of you as families or as individuals have already been doing this, uh, but in case you haven't, This season where we have to be sort of isolated and really confined to our homes and to really just our families, this provides us with a golden opportunity. And the golden opportunity is that that if you uh, were looking for a reason to be more steadfast in your devotional time, I'd say now you have it. Um, and so my prayer is for all of us, for each of you, um, that you would use this time as a way to create new habits, to um, see it as a time where we have been given a really great opportunity and, and a chance to either start, restart, or read more of God's Word. Uh, as I've mentioned in announcements this past week, the Daily Prayer podcast has now gone to two days I'm sorry, it has, has now gone to two times every day, once for the morning and once for the evening. Uh, you can also find that on the website or by searching for um, Freistat Radio, uh, wherever it is that you get your podcast. And the icon for that podcast that you are looking for is the icon that has a picture of, of the church on it, but also has the words on there, Trinity Lutheran Church. That is the correct one that you will be looking for. And I think that is all of the announcements that I have for this morning. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to the the day when we can all gather as we normally would. Uh, But until that time, uh, we will continue to pray for God's guidance and and his perseverance for us. We know that, um, that in all things, that he continues to guide us, that his presence continues to be with us as well. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. It has been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this radio station, KKBL-FM 95.9, or on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father, May his love surround you and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Darren Shane and we will now return you to the studios of KKBL.